0: BGRT Gaming Podcast, episode 690, recorded on July 17th, 2023.
1: edition of the TD Gaming Podcast and five hundred twenty-third episode of Video Game Roundtable. I'm I am TJ Dunzer.
0: I am Scatter. I am Jordan Lund. And I am Jonah Falcon.
1: The VGRT Gaming Podcast focuses on game news from around the industry. Right. So we have an older.
0: I'm older than Jordan, but I mean, uh, a previous host on uh, Jordan Lund was back. I don't know when the last time you did this thing. Years. It's been years. Yeah. I well, I remember you sticking your feet in the camera.
2: <laughs> for that the 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 big thing that slowed me down was a heart attack and open heart surgery so i've been i've been you know working from home for over over five years now and uh yeah it's been challenging you did it before it was cool i did it before it was cool that is absolutely true <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyways um, we're not going to do with what you've been playing although i know that <laughs> tj there is just Burning with wanting to talk about *Jagged Alliance 3*, but we're not gonna have time I for did. it this year. Yeah. It's gotten very positive. I'm, I'm surprised it's not overwhelmingly pro- positive. I've been having fun with my Steam Deck. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hey, TJ, do you have a Steam Deck? I don't. Okay. I don't understand the Steam Deck. If you have a PC, why would you want to pretend you have a console? That's
3: my because only. if you could play your cons or PC games in bed, like. Uh trials to sky for instance i could play that in bed if i wanted to instead of having to sit at my computer desk yeah but and you're not
2: and i i don't have a pc i oh. i'm talking to you now from my work laptop oh okay from
0: my work laptop. <laughs> okay i was about to say but you're not going to play
3: civilization 6 from that where are you going to do George, mm, Scott? probably not no <laughs> not, but then again i could try i never you know that might actually be interesting to try and see if that works let me ask you a question. What episode is the polycast now on? I have no idea. I have to look it up. Uh okay, don't 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 bother.
0: Because we're we're getting ready to have number seven hundred soon. And seven hundred is verified air for a podcast. Wow. Yeah. But fortunately we we have something to talk about that's important. Now, here's the thing. Um when the uh when the FTC was denied, um we did it it happened the day after we recorded our last podcast, so we had a decision either do an immediate you know like thirty minute podcast append to, to the end of the old one or just talk about it in the next week. I ultimately decided next week because there was still the c m a and we have news about the c m a now anyways uh, just for the quick news, uh, after two after more than two years of work, Cyberpunk 2077 finally reached a very positive user rating on Steam. It's been long in coming, hasn't it, TJ?
1: Yeah, I mean, probably good to go maybe three months ago, and well, maybe more than that because I remember jumping into that game over the holidays and actually enjoying it as I was trying to find stuff to fill my time. Okay. And, I- uh, <laughs> It was like night and day between when I when the game first came out and like la- this like late last year. Um, the problems with Cyberpunk 2077 had nothing to do
0: with the bugs. It just had to deal with just the uh, character design. You know, not the character design as in graphics, but I mean all the perks that meant nothing, you know. Otherwise, I you know, I still love Night City. It's the most immersive city I've ever been in, in any game.
1: It's a pretty great environment. Like as far as just keeping you in it and, and keeping you in the vibe, like it's it feels alive. It feels like a character. That that's
0: why I felt meaningful when my ending was leaving Night City and staying with uh, with that that woman. I forgot her name. Out in the boondocks, you know, all the way in the desert, and it felt meaningful because Night City was so alive. And it's like saying, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stay there, anyways. Um. We did all the uh, showcases. We did the Xbox. We did the Sony. We did the Nintendo. We did the Ubisoft. We did the, uh, we did the Devolver Digital. We did, oh, uh, who else was? Oh, Capcom. And there's one last showcase to do, and that's the ID at Xbox Digital Showcase. And um, some pretty good stuff there. Um, one of the things they showed was the uh, the sequel to Axiom Verge. It's Axiom Verge Two. I never played the first Axiom Verge, but I know everybody loves that game.
1: Yeah, and Axiom Verge has been out on a few other platforms for. Or I'm sorry, Axiom Verge Two has been out on a few other platforms for a bit. I think this was it finally coming to Xbox. I guess. Um, because uh, I remember playing it on a, a live stream last year. It's a oh, fun okay. game. Uh, we also have Birth,
0: which is a weird ass game. Have you? Did you see what?
2: Oh. Oh yeah, I've I've heard about birth.
0: Yeah, the yeah, it's like um, it's like a cartoon version of oh god, what was the name of that that game Scorn? It's like a cartoon version of Scorn, but with puzzles. <laughs> it's like for very disturbed mothers, you
1: know. It looks very creepy.
0: <laughs> yeah. but hey, it's the day before my birthday that it comes out. Uh, Dreamers looks interesting. It's um. Hmm.
1: Let me see what we have here. Places? I've never heard of them, I don't think. Let me see who they are.
0: It's it's an exploration game. Uh, it sort of reminds you know, it's, perversely reminds me of Stardew Valley in a way. Um, then Everspace 2 is coming out to the Xbox Series X and S, finally. Uh, this is a console debut. Um, I, I played a bit of it on PC, and... I just, I guess, I went to places I shouldn't go. I'm not used to, you know, flying to a place where you're not supposed. But it told me to go there, and I just got my ass handed to me.
1: So, huh. similarly, an RPG, you have to level up and get like the weapons yeah. and the equipment and stuff you need for your ship. Yeah.
2: So, so there's a there's a multiplayer Switch game coming, which unfortunately I can't remember the name of. Uh, that's similar to that. It's like it's almost like they took Animal Crossing and added an exploration contingent to it. But as near as anybody can tell, there's no combat. It's just, you know, it, an inventory system, and now with exploration, um, hmm. it could be interesting to see where that goes. And and you know, online multiplayer, so uh, you know you have other people to wander with, but you can't fight anything or anyone. So, That's the main complaint about Starfield
0: um, is that there's no co-op.
2: Yeah. Uh, have you played
0: Everspace Space too, uh, TJ? I know you, you dug uh, the first game.
1: I played it in Early Access. I haven't gotten back to it since it had its full release. Okay. Um, there's a new
0: Hellboy game
1: Hellboy more, uh, Web of Word. And
0: it's your basic uh, action brawler, roguelike, you know, 2D. And I, could, I can't remember any other Hellboy games. I know there was one on the SNES, I think.
2: There have been a couple of other Hellboy games. I think this is the first one to actually involve Mike McNola, though, which oh, okay. uh, is kind of cool. And Dark Horse Comics. Uh, a Jack-
3: platformer uh, Hellboy game, I thought. A platformer one?
0: I don't know. Probably. I mean, every game in, in that era was platformer, really. I don't know many games that were on the SNES that wasn't a platformer. Okay. You can shoot me for that one. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> they finally revealed the two, last two games of the Jackbox par- Party Pack, and I have all of them. I have one through nine and every single uh, expansion, simply because I'm on a press list and they send it to me. But I make u- good use of them. Uh, I'm really looking forward to *Hip Notorious*. Apparently, they you have you, you they have to guess who you are, sort of like spy. Oh, damn! What's the name of that spy game? Spycraft, spy, spyfall. Then they have uh, *Karatekas* coming back, and I played the I played *Karateka* on the original C64. I did not know there was a remake for the Xbox 360 and PS3 way back in the day, back in
2: 2012. That was such a good game. The animation on it was just amazing. For
0: Jordan, well, of course, it's Jordan Mechner, because what, 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 yeah. his next yeah. game would be Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Monolith I, Record, I, I I enjoyed the heck out of out of that game. I, I never was able to beat it. Yeah. I I, I was able, I I did finish it. Yes. I never it finished it. See. Yeah.
0: I uh, I don't know. It was always like um. If the if the eagle if whatever that bird was I think it was an eagle or a falcon if I uh, the next guy would would beat me it's like the, I could not anticipate that stupid falcon Monolith um, Recommendations looks real interesting um, it's uh, how do I describe it it's like Zelda on acid maybe
1: I don't know it's, it's an
0: action you know. RPG um, it's 3D it's no no i'm sorry uh tunic on acid which is like zelda on acid and acid (laughs) oh
1: i like the the character designs they're cute
0: yeah it's 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 very Tunicish in its character design except um it's a lot larger and the the areas are it's not as constrictive as tunic but yeah it has uh combos and all that stuff it looks very interesting I might I might add these are not these are not exclusive to Microsoft but I'm pretty sure the thing is that uh, the thing with the ID thing is that they always release uh, demos demos for each and every game that they show so you can play the demo on on Xbox. Uh Mythforce is another roguelike uh, except this one's a four player online co-op multiplayer roguelike. And it looks really really good too.
1: Yeah, just like that full cel-shaded design and first person adventuring looks yeah. fun. <laughs>
0: I, I I can't wait to see how it is. You know, we need another Castle Crashers. I think the, I think there's time for another one.
1: Behemoth hasn't done... I can't think of the last thing that they did. I think it was, like, Battle Block Theater.
0: Yeah, they did Battle Block Theater. Um, you're thinking of, oh, God, Behemoth. Behemoth Games? Yeah. I don't know what they've done lately, either. I'm going to have to check at some, some point. Next one that's really, really big is Rain World Downpour, um, and they're actually bundling it as Rain World and Rain World Downpour on the Xbox E60. I'm going to tell you something. This game has the best AI you'll ever see. Hmm. Have you seen this game? No, yeah. I- well, one of you answer first.
1: <laughs> I uh, I haven't played it, but I have seen it in action, and I know a lot of people that are just hardcore, huge fans of it. Because... um your actions determine the AI
0: of the creatures and here's the thing the cr- the creature AI is unbelievable They're, they've done videos talking about how this is the first game to really do an ecosystem well uh, Jordan you haven't seen this you haven't seen this before no I, I have not no yeah you should you should check it out uh, what's it called videos about uh, you know that about people talking about the game um, the uh, animation is very much you you ever see the game carrion right Carrion uh, does not ring a bell, no. Really? You haven't played Carrion? The the graphics are similar to Carrion. It's sort of like a voxel thing. Uh next is Roman Sands. This one is uh a weird one. Um it's it's uh it's how do I describe this? It is like a city builder not not, not a city builder, um you know like Zoo Tycoon and that sort of thing.
1: Hmm. City builder, huh? Let me have a look at this. It's uh, it's
0: like, city. it's like, you cross, strange. You, you, yeah, you, you, you cross a city builder with, uh, what was the name of that game? Papers, please. It's like one of those uh, things in which you have to, you have to convince people to help you, basically.
1: It's very interesting art style. I don't know if I like it or not. It's, yeah. it's like,
0: you, here's the thing. You're trying to build a, um, you're trying to build a luxury retreat, but, um, Everybody has their own motivation. Say, hey, think of it as Jagged Alliance, except with a uh, a tycoon game for for uh, for a luxury retreat.
1: There's something about it that's like cartoonish, but also abstract at the same time. It's very dark because um the the sun will swallow the world at some point.
0: <laughs>
1: so okay, in that so way, it's uh,
0: it's like um uh, what's the name of that time travel game? Uh, uh oh, The Outer Wild. The of
1: Zelda, The Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask. No,
0: at the Outer Wild. <laughs> uh, the next game is the Scarlet Deer Inn, which looks really, really good. Um, it uses a a cloth. Everything looks like it's made out of tapestry, right? And it's a side scroller. It's um, it's inspired by Studio Ghibli and and various other things. It's think of it as sort of like uh, a, a Metroidvania, except in medieval times. The next game I know that Scott is going to talk endlessly about, and that's Sea of Stars, which which is based, and there's a demo now available. Um, All of them have dimples, but um, this one is a traditional JRPG alike. It's a a Western studio. Go ahead, Scott. You can talk about it since you backed it.
3: Yes, I uh, backed it in 2020, and it's basically a, like you said, JRPG pixel uh 2d top-down uh game and it's based basically on these solstice warriors who are born on the summer or winter solstice and then they uh get trained to you know i guess defend the world or defend balance basically um and it has really nice combat you have some timing mechanics where if you hit the button as an attack happens or a spell is executed you get a little extra bonus um and uh yeah it's 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 based in the same world as the messenger but it's like a thousand or 10,000 years apart so okay. it's a completely different era and uh it will have DLC eventually and yeah it's, it's going to be on all the platforms uh Sony Xbox Switch and uh, Steam PC and there's demos on everything but the PlayStation at the moment but that's coming shortly yeah. so that'll be you know for everyone to try it out uh, gee, I mean a lot of people seem to like the game it's getting a lot of hype and a lot of excitement you know yeah. if you liked if you like games like Chrono Trigger It's a JRPG or, basically it's, Yeah it's a JRPG yeah it's an old school 16-bit JRPG yeah, I had and the characters have combos, so that's a little bit like Chrono Trigger there. And then some people feel like there's Golden Sun vibes when they, when they play this game or see the demo. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the demo basically takes part in a non spoilish uh, part of the, the story where you get some puzzles, you get some combat, you get to explore a city a little bit. And so you get, uh, you get an idea of what the game is going to be like. Uh, yeah. so it, you know. It has, I think it has a good balance of humor and action and, uh, just p- and puzzle solving, some environmental puzzles. And yet, it's you can crawl over everything. There's the, you've, there's a ledge, you can crawl up it, you can jump in the water and swim. So always keep that in mind when you're exploring the game. There it might be something that you can actually climb or get to if you, uh, just try.
2: Moving ahead, um, there's all image on the splash screen reminds me a lot of lunar silver star story which yep. was a
0: great game oh i thought it said uh it was like i misread the title i thought it was going to be like a, a sequel to star ocean space star ocean game it's not oh. but it's just just the just the the title made me think oh it's a star ocean game
3: uh we're gonna they were careful not to call it star ocean because <laughs> of star ocean so yeah moving there with... Moving ahead, uh, Stray Souls, and when this aired,
0: everybody thought that, oh my god, they got P.T. back. This game is very much a Silent Hill game, and very much like P.T.
1: Have you seen it? Looks like they got uh, Silent Hill's composer to work on it, too. Yeah, Kiri Yamayoka. That's pretty great. He's good. Like, say what you want about the medium by Bluebird Team, but the music in that game is awesome. And moving ahead, uh, we have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, guess what?
0: Uh, Friday the 13th, the game may have run out of its license, and that's really sad, because, you know, it's like, sorry, we lost the license, we're gonna have to shut down the game completely. I. They
1: showed a new trailer for this game today.
0: Yeah, that was the one from hell. the, uh, it was, yeah, it was the one from the idea at Xbox thing.
1: And holy hell, it was the closest thing I've ever seen to Friday the 13th of the game since Friday the 13th. Game. <laughs> like, here's what I about, hope. Like, I hope they own the license so
0: that they don't have to shut it down at some point.
1: Right. But I'm like – I'm talking about not just not just being hunted by the killers but also fighting back and, yeah. and being able to use tools to defend yourself. Well, this one is actually three versus four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And good lord, they showed some of the the kill animations too and they – They're brutal. A They're a real mean one. Yeah, you're just
0: shoving someone's face into a chainsaw
1: so mean like yeah. they know what they're doing they 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 they've been through this rodeo before so i have i have some strong beliefs that they'll be able to make this work
0: yeah unlike the other one this is three versus four not one versus four so because uh if you know about something about texas chainsaw massacre it's a family that you come upon not not just one pissed off
1: zombie <laughs> yep you yeah, know all the creeps
0: yeah uh, they showed off uh, some more Vampire Survivors showing off and it's going to ha- now have four player couch
1: co-op. And they're working on and my understanding is that they're also working on online co-op to to implement in the game eventually. Yeah. And finally world us, um
0: it's a uh, uh, sort of like Dark Souls except with it's like Dark Souls, it's like Dark Cells meets um I mean, I'm sorry, Dark, Dark, Dark Cells, uh, Dead, Dead Cells. Cells. It's like Dead Cells meets Ori in the Blind Forest. That sounds pretty dope. Yeah, the the the, um, the graphics are very light-based, you know, but the gameplay is pure Dead Cells. Cool. So I'm looking forward to that one, too. Anyways, uh, we're going to get to the news, and here's the one that we're all going to have comments about. Uh, the CMA extends the deadline of the final decision over Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard, although I really should call it by its full name, Activision Blizzard King. Because there is a reason, the king is an important part of this. Uh, the CMA will no longer make its final order on the Activision Blizzard merger next week. The regulator has announced. Originally, the CMA was uh, expected to block the deal formally on July 18th, but Microsoft has submitted a "quote unquote" detailed and complex proposal that says there has been changes in circumstances. Microsoft has su- suggested that the CMA should not adopt its plans to block the deal. As a result. The CMA says that there is not enough time to consider Microsoft's submission thoroughly, and so has ex- uh, decided to extend the period in which to look at the proposal by six weeks. The revised period will now end at August 29th, although the CMA hopes to reach a conclusion before that time. I'm going to have some comments about that. Uh, Microsoft has been hoping to complete the deal by July 18th. Otherwise, it faces paying actors in Blizzard. Oh, okay. yeah. Otherwise, it faces paying Bobby Kotick. billion. Uh, This is self-imposed, the deadline, and Microsoft and Activision could uh, negotiate an extension. Microsoft can also complete the deal with the expectation that the CMA will eventually approve the deal. Um, By that, they mean put the money in an escrow, which means it's been paid, but it's not going to be done until the deal is done, right? You put it in a bank in escrow, and then when everything's done, it moves, but you're considered to have paid. But there was an update today. Uh, Microsoft and the CMA asked the U- U.K. court for a pause to consider Activision twinks, tweaks. Uh, U.K. judge at London's comp- uh, Competition Appeal Tr- Tribunal is su- – I love the British th- – the Competition Appeal Tribunal. It, so- it sounds like something you'd see in, in a sci-fi thing like Space 1999,
2: you know? It sounds like somebody's committed a war crime is what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> they it's throw not- out the word tribunal. Yeah, it's, it's not – but it's not in uh, –
0: it's not in – oh, God, Nuremberg. L- Nuremberg's competition appeal Tribunal. Uh, it's said to consider whether Microsoft's proposed restructuring of its biggest gaming deal offers a way to sidestep the UK's veto decision. In an unprecedented move, of course, the CMA has ac- agreed to give Microsoft a second chance to tweak the deal to allay its competition concerns. Both the Competition and Markets Authority and Microsoft are seeking to suspend a legal challenge to the veto decision at the tribunal. The companies are considering giving up some of the control of the cloud gaming business in the UK as a way to clinch a deal, Bloomberg has reported. Uh, this is complete another utter horseshit because the CMA knew about all this in June. They held off until yesterday. And a lot of people are saying, well, you know, the head of the CMA, you know, is, is what's called is an ex-Sony employee. That's fine. I don't care. Um, I think what they saw was when the FTT was denied, they said, "Oh shit, we're going to be the only country that's not going to be in on us.
1: Yeah, they made yeah. that they made that call like the day after the FTT decision came down.
2: It's well, like it wasn't just it wasn't just the FTC either; it was the European authorities first who said, "No, no, it's cool with us."
0: Yeah, and that you know what that made me laugh? I was wondering, hey, is the CMA blocking this because of Brexit? It's like, oh, the EU did this? Well, fuck that. We're the UK. We're going to go against yeah. the EU.
2: <laughs> exactly. But how, do, how does that, from a corporate standpoint, how is that supposed to work for Microsoft? They can't just go, oh, yeah, we're going to release, you know, Call of Duty worldwide. Oh, except UK. Oh, that's uh, exactly what they're going to do. Actually, that was yeah. the threat. Um, yeah. So... There is
1: a new. There is another twist in this story that came down. I think yesterday, actually.
0: Um, well, this is an update of, for today.
1: Yeah, I know, but like this oh. is. It's not listed here in any of our notes, so I just wanted to bring up that Sony and Microsoft signed a deal officially, yeah. a binding agreement to keep uh, Call of Duty on both Xbox and PlayStation platforms. Yeah, the center years. Which kind of the crooks of this whole thing in the first place.
0: And here's the thing, the uh, the CMA decided it was going to cooperate with Microsoft right after Sony signed.
1: Yeah, so like that was an 11th hour decision by Microsoft, and I have to wonder if like... It wasn't an 11th hour by Microsoft. It, I mean, but it was, because like now we've got the CMA, which it's which blocked their deal, and usually when the CMA blocks something, that's it. Here's the thing, though... Um, um, the main, the main crux here is that the FTC and the
0: CMA did all this stuff way too late. They held off. Like I said, the CMA had all the information in June but didn't act on it till now. The FTC had it even longer
1: than that. They didn't act until way too late. The CMA, I will say, knows what it's doing. The FTC acted incompetently. <laughs> well, the CMA said, I'm going to have to wait for this.
0: There was rumors, I don't know if this is true, that had Sony just agreed to the um, – and I, maybe it's a PlayStation fanboy thing, because I can't find any confirmation from this except speculation that had this not had this had Microsoft not had to go through all these hoops, they might have made a ten year agreement with Sony for Call of Duty and some other stuff. I find that hard to believe, but who knows? We'll never know now. Well, here's the thing. in ten years we'll know. We're gonna have a lot of stories coming out of this in ten years.
1: They should have pushed for Starfield too, so I don't have to see if my PC can run it in what September.
0: Well, I have Game Pass Ultimate, which means I can stream it.
1: Because I'm not buying an Xbox for that game. I don't care how good it is.
2: Just get it. <laughs> my, my prediction in 10 years is that they're going to be going after EA or Next.
1: No. Here, here's the
0: thing about Activision Ke- uh, Blizzard King. Um, it was a wounded duck. The same way that Xenomax was a wounded duck. And they uh, Microsoft dove in because... There was a lot of shit going on in blizzard and the stock prices were lowering and all that stuff and Bobby Kotick wanted a way out and it's like Microsoft said fuck it we're going to just gonna do it.
1: Microsoft we're gonna do also it. wanted a larger market share of uh, mobile gaming.
0: Oh yeah, that's uh, I was about to say that's the king part. People don't understand that is huge. If you if you want something with a profit margin, mobile games. Cheap to make, makes billions of dollars.
1: Candy Crush is still, like, one of the most played games right now out there.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing, and um, Whimsy was talking about this, is that um, video games do not have as much growth as you might think. You know, there's not as much growth in that. There's more growth than, say, an operating system. But in order to have true growth, you got to get your, your hands on some sweet, sweet mobile games because that is a good way to get some growth. And I was, you know, here's the thing. When Sony started bleeding, oh, without Call of Duty, the PlayStation brand will be destroyed, I was, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure.
2: No nobody bought that. Yeah, nobody it that obnoxious. And then
0: um Sony and the FTC tried to say, Well, Nintendo doesn't count.
3: Nintendo doesn't count. That's such bullshit. And it's they like I spend two hundred hours playing uh you know Tears of the Kingdom. Well, here's the
0: thing. It's not. It's not that. Uh, Microsoft had to show that the Switch is $50 more than the Xbox Series S and only $50 less than a PlayStation 5. They they had to show that the console itself cost a lot and the games cost a lot. So it's not like they're they're dealing with some Speak and Spell, you know, that just sells millions and millions. But you know, it's not a real console, no, is it? You know, like or cell phone games, you know. uh, Nintendo's not a cell phone game. Although I will say this, you know, Sony made a complete blunder in another way. I wonder if they knew if you're gonna have people going to court. There's something we like to call discovery. Yep. And oh boy, all your dirty little secrets are gonna be exposed to every for everyone to see. I think Sony forgot about that.
1: <laughs> That's a that was a thing for like everyone involved too because. The games industry is so very secretive about Im- and and so high up on embargoes and, and keeping things mum and and not NDAs and all that. And this court just like put a lot of high priority stuff right out in the open plans concepts.
0: Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, we all knew that a PlayStation Five Slim was coming. I mean, it's standard. You had a PlayStation One Slim, Two Slim, Three Slim, Four Slim, Five. A mid gen uh, what's it called console is always going to happen, but. Was anybody expecting them to be planning a Switch-like PlayStation Portable?
2: It's not really Switch-like, though. I mean, it's... it's. Is it going to be like a Vita, or is it going to be like a Switch? No, it's not going to be like either, because it has oh. no games it of its own. What? It is, it is strictly a portable... It's, it's oh, it's going to
0: be Nintendo like a Steam Deck. Device. Okay. It's going to be like a Wii U.
2: No it, right. no, it's, it's, no, it's, it's gonna
0: really be like, like it's gonna be like one of those Nvidia controllers that you can you can play either you know, streaming your from your system.
2: The, it streams the games from the PS5. That's all it does.
0: Yeah, well, let's they, hope it's it, better than the PlayStation. what was it? What was it called again? Um, not pass. They had something that was similar that you could play uh, PlayStation off your Vita.
2: Yeah, the remote play, which remote which play which sucked. It, it, it well, works. It works on it works on my tablets. it works on my phone. There's, there's no reason to have another device that does remote play and remote play only. And that's yeah. that's what's gonna end up killing this device from Sony is that why should I why should I spend three hundred dollars on the device from Sony when I can already do it on my existing tablet? Yeah, yeah. I mean here's the thing on my Steam Deck. My it streams to my Steam Deck too. I can stream yeah. both my Xbox and my PS5 to my Steam Deck. That's what's that has saved me from, you know, being bedridden a lot of the time is being able to access the consoles from another room it's also
0: a good way for game pass owners <clears throat> who still have an xbox one to play something like starfield because then you just stream it on your xbox one speaking of streaming i was going to point this out except the stupid article uh of the, our, you know the stupid subsequent article spoiled it um the way that microsoft's going to get around the CMA's complaint about streaming. And oh, by the way, the CMA showed no intelligence about streaming. They seemed to think that Microsoft was going to own the streaming space. For One thing, it was only going to be streaming for the Xbox. They do not have any streaming for the PC. And also, uh, Google tried it and failed. And um, really, they just showed that Google does not know how to do business. Because you're not gonna pay for a subscription, then you have to, you have to pay the game pay for the games. Like you're gonna pay this much a month, but still have to spend seventy dollars for Doom Eternal?
2: Really? Really? And they had, and they had no they had no exclusives and they stopped. They had, all guilt. Their-
0: they had guilt, which is now out on console, and they had that creation game which was like uh Media Molecules Dreams except worse. <laughs> Create. Creata. Creata. That was the name of the game, Creata. Yeah, it cratered. Mm. I, here's the thing. Google's the only one who could have pulled off um, the Stadia, and they fucked it up so badly. I Here's the thing with Google, and some people have told this to me. Google do, does too much of experimentation and doesn't really do anything. They just do things for the hell of it just to see if they can and don't take it seriously. I don't think they took Stadia seriously
1: at all. Meanwhile, Amazon Luna is sitting over yeah. in its corner like, I'm here! <laughs> i here! I still play games and I still have stuff! There's still new stuff coming out of me! Pay attention, please! We have a deal with Ubisoft! You can
0: play Ubisoft games on us!
1: Uh, Sorry, <sighs> Amazon.
3: Yeah, if anybody doesn't count, it's Google and Amazon for gaming. Okay,
1: yeah,
0: uh, like- I will say this, though. Amazon, <laughs> once it starts taking it, this shit seriously, because they did have... It wasn't an MMO, it was a live service game that was on Steam that was... Super hot for like a hot minute. Uh, what was it called? Dangerous worlds, real worlds, something like that. And people loved it, and then they didn't back it. See, that's the thing about Microsoft and Nintendo and Sony. The reason why they succeed is that when they start a project, they don't do it half ass. They don't do it because hey, they're doing it. So sh-. it's like it's like Amazon and 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 uh, Google were doing the uh, the dark you uh, un- uh, uh, what's it called uh, cinematic universe. Oh, we have these properties, let's do it. Oh, let's do it as lazy as possible.
2: Yep. The thing that kills me about the streaming market is that it reminds me very much of the early days of the C D market. Remember when, oh, yeah. when C D oh, gaming yeah. systems first came out and you had you had the you had the Sega C D obviously, but then you have all of these other big electronics companies trying to do set top boxes, right? You had the Philips cdi you had the tandy viz uh, the, the last water. time nintendo ever trusted anybody with their properties <laughs> the last time nintendo trusted anybody with zelda but uh it all failed because these other big electronics companies didn't know what to do with it and that's the same thing with google and stadia they didn't know what to do with it they did there will be some streaming leader that comes out probably in the next three years you're talking about you're talking, about, are, uh, you're talking about gaming streaming right Gaming stream. Yeah. yeah okay. Game, gaming streaming is still is still very primitive. Um, we saw we had that other streaming company uh, before Stadium. Oh yeah, were, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> PC exclusive, and they were way too early. Way 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 too early. Well, that was
0: the problem and with the Xbox One. It was way way way. Right. too What they wanted to do with the Xbox One was way 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 too early.
2: Yeah. Now I, so, I can't. Yeah. You know, some sometime in the next three years, somebody will nail it, and it, and you know, and maybe Microsoft, it maybe somebody else, uh, but it'll be interesting to see where it goes. And just like just like the CD technology didn't really take off until the PlayStation came out.
0: Well, Microsoft uh, is investing heavily into cloud into the cloud, which is basically what you need for streaming. So they're thinking okay. about you know you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna build flashlights, so we're gonna build the batteries for it.
1: Yeah. Well, Microsoft is also like. Microsoft is already entering the game. They're they're just in beta. They've gone very slow with Microsoft Cloud Gaming, and with good reason, because you're right, it is primitive technology, and they still need to implement it better. And 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 a huge part of that is that there are a lot of areas in the world where there's just not good internet, and right. that's yeah. where cloud gaming suffers.
0: Through. Well, I talked about this yesterday. Uh, finally, the government is going to create
1: a nationwide internet upgrade. And And that's why, like, it feels sensible that Microsoft is biding their time with this while also building the infrastructure to, like, blow it out of the water when it comes time. Here's the thing, though. At some point, I don't know if it's going to be in
0: five years, 20 years, 50 years, but at some point, the Internet will have to be utility. You have water, gas, electric telecommunications and internet you have to, it has to be a utility and regulated like a utility. Cause that's what's going to, that,
2: that's, it already is a utility. It already is, Yeah. I was going to say it already is a utility. It's just not, it's just not, not regulated, uh, regulated that way. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be able to do anything without internet. I, I wouldn't have a job
0: because here in New York, uh, we keep on talking about having free, uh, free wireless for everybody, you know, just having wireless towers for everybody. At some point, that's going to happen. I mean, the only, the only thing that's going on are those stupid Google kiosks, which offer Internet. But I don't trust them because they also pass on your information to Google. <laughs> so I,
2: I have been told that I have fiber in my neighborhood now, and unfortunately, I'm still locked to a, a, a Comcast contract that has a gear left on it.
0: Uh, that I avoid, spec-
2: uh, at the end of that, I'll be looking at the fiber.
0: I have a half a terabyte right now with Spectrum. And what's nice is that not many other people do, so it often goes up to 600, uh, 600 megabit uh, what's it called, MPS, you know, so it's sort of like, yeah, no one else is using it. Not that it's doing me any good, because Twitch won't allow me to, to uh, stream it at, a, at a, high, a resolution higher than 1080p anyway, even though I can do it. I know the reasons for it, but it seems like such a waste.
2: Comcast has some data caps, which I've hit a couple of times. Oh, and, thank God. Uh, you know if you've got if you've got multiple systems all trying to do updates all at once you're going to hit the data cap yeah, you know I, forget about downloading games just the system updates alone are enough to kill you
0: thank god i don't have a data cap in mind yeah um
2: but uh getting back to this is
0: that um what i was going to talk about was that microsoft is just going to set microsoft is going to be requ- uh, is going to in the uk is going to have to go through a third party to have the to have the cloud, so in order to use it, you have to sign in with a different with a different company who's going to be a proxy for Microsoft, and that's how they're getting around CMA's worry that Mike Microsoft's going to dominate the entire. Here's the thing, uh, the time to worry about this was back when Microsoft was putting out Windows and became the de facto OS for everybody, having I mean, what was it 80% of the market or something like that. That was the time to worry about my. It's too late to deal with with uh, Windows guys. That ship has sailed.
2: Hey, hey, hey! Linux is three percent now. <laughs> oh yeah, what about what about iOS?
0: <laughs> at some point, I have to get another uh, iPad. At some point, just because I have so many apps that I'm not using anymore, but just delete them. No, God, no, no, no! I spent money for those apps, damn it. Uh, so here's the question: is uh. When will this finally be closed and we can stop talking about it? Um, some people think it's going to be tomorrow, you know, when, when the uh, when the deadline is. And some people think it's going to be like August 2nd, you know, something like that, which is a, t- a date that the CMA talked about.
1: I think that the Sony and Xbox signing of the Call of Duty deal today moves that timeline up so much faster than it.
3: Yeah,
2: did. I agree there, too. Any kind of merger or acquisition like this, even if you take the legal complaints out of it, takes forever in a day. It, it already takes, it, um, to, it took eighteen months yeah, so far. It, took, it, it was 18, mo- eighteen months so far, and it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. I I am involved in another acquisition myself right now that I can't talk about that has been going on for twenty four months.
0: So when you think about it, the Microsoft purchase of Zenimax was lightning
3: fast. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
3: that was yeah. Light, It was like two two months maybe something like that. It was lightning fast. Uh, and, and buying Mojang and In Exile and Obsidian, those uh, were pretty quick. Things. Yeah, but it, it, no one cares about you buying an individual
0: developer. I mean, Sony tried to make a noise by buying Bungie for $4 billion, which I think they gross they, – they, I think they did know they were grossly overpaying for Bungie. And now, oh god, there is such – there's so much drama going on with Destiny 2 – I don't understand, but I know a lot of people who are really, really upset at what's going on with, with Destiny Two.
3: What's going on with Destiny Two? DJ, you wanna
0: explain?
1: <laughs> oh, I haven't followed exactly why people are mad this time,
2: but <laughs> there's the problem this time, right?
1: Oh It's a lot <laughs> it, <it's laughs> <a long. laughs> <laughs> it's a live service game with the with a, one of the largest hardcore communities in the world. Of course they're always mad about
0: something. No, but there's something else going on. Um I'm gonna look this up quickly.
2: I dropped a- I dropped Destiny 2 when they cut out three quarters of the content I paid for. Yeah. And I, I think- haven't I haven't touched it since. That's last uh, year's have- controversy.
1: Okay, yeah, this uh <laughs> so, some uh some let's see, some uh Oh yeah, there's some, bun- some Bungie to store scam stuff.
0: Uh, yeah, the Lifefall DLC has caused a lot of controversy, and that a lot of people think that uh, Bungie has no plan. And I want to tell them, of course, Bungie has no plan. They've never had a plan. <laughs> They've never had the first Halo, then Halo Two. Oh my God, people forget that Bungie doesn't know how to fi- finish what it makes.
3: You know? Oh, the JJ Abrams, okay.
2: Well no, even worse than that, it's like no, they're more like Peter Molyneux. Oh uh, let's let's take two years to, to, to screw around and then try to finish what we started in the last six months of the project.
0: And my god, are they lucky that Halo 2 and Halo Three were one of the were the biggest selling games ever? Because that, that gave and also Halo Reach, you have to admit, is really good. Halo Reach was really good. It was the best of them. Halo
1: the th-
0: player is really good. Okay. Reach, Halo- what, reach wasn't Bungie, was it? was it? Yes, it was Bungie. Yeah, it was Bungie. Oh, was it? Halo what? 3 ODST Wait. was not Bungie. It was a oh, bunch okay. of guys at uh, Bungie who screwed around, and Bungie said, hey, let's make that into a game, and then we'll force four map packs on it, and that was the controversy with that. But, yeah, Bungie has notoriously been, you know, promise a lot, not quite deliver. Deliver enough that people are interested. So... But, yeah, um, there's a lot of going on there. Uh, and then people are saying, well, who is Microsoft going to buy next? Uh, no one. Because there's there's three words after every deal like this is,
1: is consolidation after acquisition. I'll tell you this much. I'm glad that out of all the things that we learned about this trial. How much did uh, The Last of Us cost? <laughs> no, I, I'm glad that... I'm glad that Microsoft doesn't didn't get Sega because I don't want anyone to own Sega. Half the charm of Sega is that they don't aren't with any given place. Microsoft doesn't have to buy Sega because Microsoft and Sega are best buddies ever since the
0: days of the Xbox. They did Sega, some sort
3: of thing. Sega Sega, uh, Sega,
0: Sega was Sega. And
1: everyone are best buddies. No, Sega. no, 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 no. <laughs> Sega and Microsoft. Sega. Or
0: really big buddies with Microsoft because one thing when when Microsoft was making the Xbox, Sega sent them uh, sent them you know uh, experts on how to do this console. And then when the Xbox came out, who do you think was sending them the NBA 2K games and the NFL 2K games and gave them Jet Set Radio, uh, Jet Set Revolution, and all that stuff? A lot of games that were going to come out for the Dreamcast came out on the original Xbox.
2: Sega hasn't been an independent shop since Sammy bought them in 2004. <laughs> Sega's owned by Sammy right so, um, to say that anybody's gonna buy Sega depends on Sammy being willing to sell them and I don't right. think Sammy is willing to sell anything right now I don't think Sammy's I, ever been willing
0: they to sell. still have they still have a special relationship with Sega though Microsoft does yeah. although uh, yeah. Sega and Nintendo are also buddies which for anybody from the 90s is sort of like uh, Hitler and uh, and FDR got together because it's <laughs> like, could you ever imagine? Because remember that whole thing? Sega does what Nintendon't. <laughs> Even Sega and Nintendo are friends now. Like, yeah. As Sonic is a, is a Nintendo character now.
1: <laughs> yep. Like, I, I I, would hate the idea of Sega being owned by one of the platforms. I, I think that things like so- Sonic and uh, Yakuza and Persona, should be console agnostic well now I microsoft know. is really
0: buddy buddying with atlas well atlas yeah by right
1: they like i thought they were owned by sega itself but i guess that yeah that would make more sense that it's I guess it's, just, I guess it's i guess it's actually like the whole thing is sammy. sega sammy nowadays right yeah yeah exactly okay
0: what I love are PlayStation fans claiming that, oh no, um, uh, Sony's gonna buy Square Enix. No, no, they're gonna buy Take Two and all that stuff. No, Sony can't buy things like that. They may be, they, ha- may, have 40%, they may have forty percent, they may have percent of the video game market, and that was in twenty twenty two. And uh, Nintendo came in second with twenty seven point seven. Microsoft came in third with twenty seven point three. But the difference is that Microsoft has, is is on the level of Google and Apple.
1: Grand Theft Auto well, is single-handedly the most profitable fa- franchise in the world, and used to be. It, well, no, I think it still is. Used to be. What's I think overtaken? that's been
0: overta- I think that's been overtaken by the Elder Scrolls.
1: Well, either way, it is, if not the, then right behind the yeah, I mean, most profitable franchise in the world. I don't right. like the idea of. They're one not platform holder owning Grand Theft Auto any more than I like anyone owning Sega. <laughs> but here's the thing: Square Enix
0: had an interesting, sol- uh, you know, because they decided, okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to divest all our Western properties, all our Western developers. Goodbye. And now we're just going to be a prostitute for hire. You want us to make something? Okay, pay us and we'll do it for you and just you. Which is why there's Final Fantasy 16 only on PlayStation for the rest from now till time immemorial. And why it's going to be what, Final Fantasy 7, uh, what is it, second edition or whatever they're calling it? The next chapter of Final Fantasy 7. The, the remake, yeah. Yeah. All that is going to be owned completely by Sony because Sony used, uh, because uh, Square Enix was a contractor. And said, okay, we'll make it for you because you paid us. That's how they're not ever going to get co- uh, bought. Because they've decided they're just going to be a freelancer now. Um, it's going to be interesting to take two. By the way, uh, Strauss Zelnick in May said a very interesting line. It's an old line, but it really it really resonates right now. He said the old line that a uh, rising tide lifts all boats. For yeah. that, what that means is that um, when something like this happens for the industry, it helps the industry as a whole. Everybody is helped, even if you say, oh no, uh is going to be exclusive to microsoft oh, who cares <laughs> i mean okay there's a lot of spyro fans that do care and by the way this, the story of spyro is really weird you know the property just jumped around everybody else until it finally ended up with activision which is kind of strange
3: yeah activision got a lot of properties that i hope will be it yes will we be, we know case uh, quest that, that were dormant and they'll be brought back and I know. At least for new for
0: new for new listeners, um, this is basically Scott saying, please make a new King's Quest
3: game, bring back Roberta Williams, and just well, let her. Spencer said, a, 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 I forget where he said E three somewhere. Is like, and maybe King's Quest. He's like, you had to say what that. What a tease! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, you know it's even bigger tease.
0: He was wearing a fucking Hexen shirt, and guess who owns Hexen? Oh right, Activision. <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. So. Now they can revive it, or, or you know, get Siginess, uh Studios to. You can you can go you
0: can go through the entire list of what Activision owns. I mean, um, they own Prototype. Yeah. And um, oh, and this is this, and uh, I know this 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 what's it called? Both irritates and gives TJ with hope, but uh, and Microsoft now owns Vicarious Visions.
1: Yeah, they do. But and he
0: wants he wants them to make the next Tony Hawk game.
1: I really do. It makes sense. Like <laughs> you did Tony Hawk one and two one plus two, that equals Tony Hawk three. And then, they made, made and then they made then they
0: made Diablo two remastered. <laughs> they I, did a really good job with Diablo two remastered. You have to give them credit. And,
1: and they've just been conf- they've just been chained to their desks working on World of Warcraft ever since. <laughs> hey, that's the big thing for me. I have Game Pass Ultimate. I
0: want that to mean I have now a full subscription to World of Warcraft now
1: I don't I'm have just to say f- what a waste of vicarious talents there's a lot of developers they have oh by the way that's also, the uh, just before we move on and I'm in solidarity with Scott well anyone who follows me on Twitter would knows that I would love to have a new space quest game oh sure <laughs> <laughs> um
0: there's two things I want to add though um one um Microsoft is an extremely progressive company. Uh, They've had same-sex partner benefits since 1990. So you know they're going to take out the broom and all that sexual misconduct is going to be gone. It's going to be gone, out of the way. They're going to just kick it out. And um, the same thing, uh, Microsoft wasn't supportive, but they basically said, okay, we're going to be very hands-off, which is tacitly supporting the unionization of – The people at uh, Blizzard. So you're going to have that as well. You know, Microsoft is going to allow them to unionize, which is great for the industry, even if the publishers don't think so. Um, The other thing is about Call of Duty. Apparently, the next Call of Duty game will be in 2025. Think about that for a second. They're not going to do an annual. And you know, everybody at Treyarch is just cheering.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Cuz like you could see it in the quality of those games. If the way that they were doing it was not sustainable. Yeah.
0: So Treyarch is probably extremely happy. Hey, guess what? We get to build one. Even maybe do build one from the ground up. Fortunately, they they're not owned by EA, so they won't be forced to use Frostbite with it.
1: So mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, uh any other last words? No, this is uh this is this was quite a saga and uh if all, like, the way that things are looking, it looks like we're about to see the close pretty quickly. Yeah.
0: And thank God. I mean, here's the thing. Every, this was a seismic event, right? And every earthquake has aftershocks. I'm hoping these are the last of the aftershocks, because I know there's a lot of people with Activision Blizzard fatigue right now. They don't want to hear anything about it. Talk about something else, please.
1: Yeah, I mean, if this deal closed and you had another deal of that magnitude, <laughs> for the next, like, even four months after, I would just be like, Fuck. Aww. Yeah, I heard news that um, <laughs> Google buys Sony and Nintendo and EA.
0: And by the way, just so you know, they could do that if they wanted to. They could do that if they wanted to. Um, oh yeah, Nintendo definitely. No, are you kidding me? Google makes forty billion after after losses. That's their that's their net, not their gross.
1: Nintendo has a uh, significant amount of shareholders in place that are there specifically to stop a hostile takeover.
0: We'll be very happy if they get double their stock price, trust me.
1: Uh,
0: We're going to move on. Uh, Xbox games with gold ending, replaced by Game Pass Core, and this comes from Eurogamer. Uh, Microsoft has officially killed off its long-running Xbox Games with Gold offering and lifted the lid on its replacement, Xbox Game Pass Core. Xbox Game Pass Core will make its debut on the 14th of September and is described by Microsoft as, quote-unquote, the evolution of Xbox Live Gold. Bullshit. Okay. Anyways, (laughs) for the same price of $10 a month or $60 a year, Game Pass Core includes online gaming and a select collection of over 25 games to play with friends around the world that will grow over time. Uh, the new offering from Xbox replaces games with gold. Uh, they said we wanted to find... Yeah, you ran out of games. You said you weren't going to do any backwards compatible games, and there's just so many current-gen games that you can place on there. Uh, Game Pass Core will launch with multiple titles from Xbox Studios, uh, stuff like Halo Infinite and Ori, and mostly mostly the shoot- online shooters, really, and Among Us, like that. Uh, anybody who's already a member of Xbox Live Gold will automatically become a Game Pass Core member on the 14th of September with no change in pricing. Meanwhile, Games with Gold will come to a close on the 1st of September. Users will have access to any Xbox One's games redeemed through the service, providing they remain a Game Pass member. As for Xbox 360 titles, Microsoft said that any games previously rendered by Games of Gold will remain in the player's library, which means, guess what, you own them now. <laughs> so yeah, there's the one bright spot there. If you got a game that was backwards compatible on Games of Gold, well, guess what? They're yours now. You don't you don't have to worry about them vanishing if you if you drop the subscription, which is nice, but also probably easier for Microsoft. Um, yeah, this is this is this. Everybody saw this coming because for the past two years, uh, Games of Gold has been uh, for the most part useless, except for
1: doing multiplayer. Yeah, and so basically, what they're doing is they're putting. Games Pass and Games with Gold together into one thing that you can't. That basically they're inseparable now. And well, that's my. I was asking. Yeah. Uh, the thing is that they were scraping the
0: bottom of the barrel with Games with Gold anyway.
1: Because you like when you had did Xbox Game Pass Ultimate not come with Xbox Gold? No, it did come. Yes, it came with everything. And so did by the way. So did Game Pass. This seems like. This seemed like just an obvious choice, uh, like an obvious direction to me.
0: Yeah, it's sort of like Sony and their their PlayStation Plus tier now. Microsoft decided to go with a PlayStation Plus tier, basically.
1: It it just seemed to me like they were going in that direction for a pretty long time anyways, and so why not just kill just having gold by itself and, and put it into Game Pass in some way or another?
2: Yeah.
0: Hey, Jordan, take the next item.
2: Sure. Uh, I was looking at the list of games. I thought we were going to talk about those. Uh, oh, well,
0: go ahead if you want to talk about the list of games. I mean, it's, it's not that shocking. I mean, you have Among Us yeah, and right. Ori and... Some super
2: old stuff in there. Fallout 4, uh, Fable Anniversary Edition. Uh, I don't see anything immediately that makes me go, ooh, I should sign up for that. Um, Stronghold is getting a definitive remaster. This comes from PC Gamer. Stronghold, the classic Castle Sim from 2001, is being remastered. While well, there was an HD version of Stronghold released in 2013, complete with cloud saves, higher resolutions, embiggened unit caps, and other tweaks, this will be a more dramatic update. Stronghold Definitive Edition is adding a 14-mission narrative campaign, in which players march across the devastated English hinterland in search of Sir Longroom's captured kin, as well as a 10-mission castle trail based around famous castles of history, including Warwick, Dutner, and Marksburg. The original game's military and economic campaigns return as well, so there'll be no getting away from that one objective to bake 300 loaves of bread, which your peasants will immediately eat unless you remember to tell them not to because hot damn do peasants love eating bread. Stronghold Definitive Edition will also have visuals that have been rebuilt using the source artwork as well as remastered music and new audio that some of the original voice actors returned for. it will have multiplayer versus via Steam as well as Steam Workshop support for sharing maps.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed this game back in the day, and, but it was always kind of janky.
2: I have to be honest, I don't remember Stronghold. Uh, it might have been a PC-only game.
0: Yeah. I remember uh, D&D Stronghold, though, which was even... Yeah, D&D Stronghold I remember playing. But that was from the Commodore 64, and it was trying to do 3D uh, and do all this on a system that... See, Stronghold is basically a spiritual successor to D&D Stronghold
3: d stronghold I remember was uh, not really 3D. It was. Uh, it was 3D like. And it and yeah, it, it had screens that you would go across the map, and but they were still kind of 2D. And I it was building, 2D, 3D, sort of like a voxel thing. And the, the the Commodore 64 really struggled with it. I had it on a not a Commodore 64. I had it on something better. I think it was a Packard. Okay. And uh, it uh, it. It played nicely. I, I liked having heroes that leveled up, and they had their own little classes, and they went out and uh, battled the monsters. But uh, this this looks like a different animal altogether.
2: It's it a good. similar animal. Just looking at the wiki, it was a Windows and Mac game in 2001 and 2002. We Real-time strategy. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that all of the stuff that I would have completely ignored in 2002.
0: It was kind of a... Here's the thing, it was kind of a, a 3D, uh, what's it called, it looked like an RTS, but you, mm-hmm. but it was more of a building game that was happened to be in 3D, and okay. combat was was um was a very small part of it. It was, it was like the settlers, really.
2: In game map editor, re release, sold over almost two million copies. Yeah, so that's that's that big. Uh, pretty impressive for a real time
0: strategy game. It. It it put a hard focus, like in Age of Empires, you had to wander this entire map. This one was less exploration and more building. That's kind of cool. It was sort of like a cross between Age of Empires and uh, SimCity.
1: I had no idea about this game when I was little, and I loved RTS. I would have loved to be able to build my own castle, like the way you can do in what it looks like here.
0: Well, like I said, um, it focused on systems in it. Like, you had to... You had to get the food to build the thing, and then you take the thing, and then they would make bread, or you know, it, just a lot of like the settlers. It just did a lot of um things. But I would love to see if they would remaster uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, Stronghold.
1: I went on a roller coaster for this story because when we when I first saw it on the list, <laughs> I uh, I misremembered and thought we were talking about J- the John Woo gun ballet game Stranglehold.
0: Stranglehold was great,
1: <laughs> and I got a little disappointed for a sec. And then I googled this game and started looking at it, and now I think it's dope. Here's the thing,
0: Stranglehold. Um, Stranglehold was okay until the very, very ending and the final cutscene. Then it became awesome.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's a John Woo video game. Which yeah, but I mean, I the the but like I said, the gameplay was sort of
0: pedestrian, right? Except for the for the bullet sure. time and all that stuff or when you had the rocket launcher and then you went into bullet time and then you had infinite <laughs> rockets and you just blew everything up but the ending was fantastic
1: it was never about the gunplay it was about slow motion diving shots and dubs
0: you say that until you have the uh, until you have the um what's it called i forgot what they called it when the birds fly and he he gets infinite ammo when you get no, infinite that's what
1: I'm saying when the, but the, 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 the
0: infinite, infinite, infinite ammo with the rocket launcher, and you just wrecked shit. <laughs> every, there was uh, there was so many things that were destructible in the game too. That was the entire point of the game was that almost everything is destructible. So you were just wrecking shit literally. You see all the stuff break. <laughs> and if you had a tough enemy and you went into that mode, it's like, oh well, I win. Never it, sounds like,
2: it sounds like the end of the movie Desperado, where you know you have a perfectly fine revenge action film, and then all of a sudden the dude's shooting rockets out of a guitar case.
0: Well, no, you do it during the game, but I'm saying the ending of Str- uh, Stranglehold was just him like, here we go again, and just having a big grin as he faced the camera and, and started shooting. That was I love that ending. It's just like yeah, <laughs> it's a big smile ending. And by the way, the um, the main character was uh, modeled on... Oh, God. You know what I'm talking about. The usual Chow hero. Yeah, Chow Yun-Fat. Yeah, 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 they did a, a digital copy of Chow Yun-Fat. By, by the way, um, we haven't... This is way off top. Well, it's sort of on topic in that um, I'm a, I do a lot of background acting work, and when I read that the studios wanted to be able to scan me, and then pay me once, and then use my image forever for anything they wanted, that just... That gave me chills in a bad way. Hard note. That that reminds me of uh, (laughs) like 20 years ago uh, when CDs were before CDs came around, uh, publishers wanted to own uh, an artist's music indefinitely. And then they decided not to because they realized, oh, wait, no one's ever going to sign with us ever again if we try to do that. And I think they better realize that if they want to do the background actors, well, guess what? They're never going to have another background actor in their life. They're going to have to make these cheap – what's it called? We were talking about streaming before, and the one thing I wanted to say was that you're talking about video game streaming. Uh, Video streaming is going to die soon. It's going to die within the year because you know what people are discovering? Old-fashioned cable and television ad-based revenue is a lot higher than streaming revenue. They're finding out there's a lot more money with the traditional ad revenue that you get from television
2: and cable. Who to thunk? Because the old the OG contracts never got rewritten; they're the same contracts from forty years ago. It's like, yeah. Uh, so
0: Disney is is gonna dump Disney Plus in in the in the year. Um, there's no point in having Peacock. There's no point in having Universal and all that stuff. It's it's gonna be like it is. You know, you can have like maybe two or three streamers who are just gonna buy the content from you and then play it, right? And you'll get a little tiny percentage of that. You'll get a percentage of that. That That's probably what it's going to go back to. It's going to be Netflix and another person like Hulu if if they're divested from Disney or some version of that. And, you know, you'll have a few streaming, like three or four streaming services, and then you'll have regular programming.
1: This got so very far away from a uh, conversation about a 2001 strategy game. Yeah, but we were talking
0: about, we were talking about uh, Microsoft having to, uh, to divest uh, cloud streaming in the UK. Yeah. I just <laughs> – I wonder what happened if CMA stood their ground and all of a sudden the U.K. can't have any Xbox or or Activision games.
2: <laughs> the uh, the the whole strike going on with the actors and the writers is just horrific to me. You know, had that one studio executive coming out saying, oh, no, no, it's cool. We'll just keep it going until they can't afford rent anymore and they'll come crawling back. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure the um, National Labor Relations Board loves hearing that.
2: Yeah. That's not negotiating in good faith. No. And at some
0: point uh, they may actually go to the NLRB. So we'll see. Um, from from the people I know who are have insiders with the negotiations, uh, this will probably last until September, um, and then there's be some deal made because um, at some point they're going to run out of content. You can't just have reality shows over and over and over and over again.
2: Right. Right.
0: People are sick of reality shows too. That's what they did last strike in 2000. You know, it's like mm-hmm. they said to do a lot of reality shows and it made the reality show boom. And then it just stopped. Uh, this went to a dark place. You're right, TJ. <laughs> uh,
2: look, hey, for if, a sh- you, if you if you go out to join a picket line, you know, we we'll all support you, though, right? I've been
0: picketing. Actually, I picketed uh, with the WGA when I was visiting L.A. and the actors hadn't been in strike yet. Oh, OK. I live in New York. There's plenty of picketing to do. Actually, that's how I got in sag after because I helped with the strike. Sort of cheated my way in, but I helped the union along the way, so <laughs> there you go. Anyways, look for our show notes at GamingPodcast.net, along with the industry news and our gaming history articles. We you enjoy your feedback. Send us comments on our blog at GamingPodcast.net. Also, this up at Facebook.com slash GamingPodcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave some iTunes comments. Um, you can find me on Twitter, still, at Jonah Falcon. You
1: can find me at Johnny Chugs. You can find me at Charlie Moore.
0: Jordan, I'm uh, guessing you're not really on Twitter.
2: Yeah. Nope. I, I, <laughs> I, I didn't think Jordan so Twitter, would be on Twitter. So on Facebook. I'm on Mastodon. I'm on Levy. You can find me there. <laughs> are
0: you going to be on uh, – what's the name of that thing? uh string? Blue Sky. No, not Blue Sky. The other
2: one. Threads? Threads. Yeah, are you going to be on Threads? <laughs> uh, I am, I'm not going to be on Threads. My wife okay. is on Threads. Really? Yeah. yeah. I actually – a lot
1: of people, if you just had an Instagram account, you were already there, so like yeah. –
2: say. I okay. looked. I looked at all the restrictions and I was like, "Yeah, no." By the
0: way, Jordan, I'm one of the people who actually got pre-ordered the $300 consolation edition of Starfield. Oh, wow! I'm an easy mark. Well, here's the thing: I don't have a smartphone. I mean, I don't have a smartwatch. It's uh, a good way to get a free smartwatch. <laughs>
2: that, that is a good way to get a free smartwatch. I've got one sitting here that I don't use.
0: Yeah, but I, I I don't know. I stopped wearing watches for the past twenty years, and now my wrist feels kind of empty. Yeah, that's
1: true. That that watch does look sweet. And yeah. Quite frankly, like what a what an upgrade from the clunky uh, pit boy. Pit boy. Yeah. Latch onto your arm from the Fallout Four. Uh, and you, like you had to add stuff. you had to add your
3: cell phone to it too.
1: That
3: yeah, <laughs> thing was so cheap house. though. It was, it was just a clunky, clunky cheap plastic.
1: Yeah, it was <clears> literally <throat> like. It was literally like strapping a a Playmobil set to your arm.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I will say the Starfield controller and headphones look nice, but I'm not gonna get them. Well
2: they, they're
0: just reg- it's just a regular controller. I know, but they, they look, look they but I'm gonna tell you something. The uh, the controller looks real good. Really
2: good. Yeah, yeah, it it real stylish. I, saw, I saw both. They, they look they look really good.
0: But the fact is that it's just a regular gamepad and I already have two and I I I'm not the sort of person who just collects game pads. Like,
2: uh, like, I'm the same. I'm the same way. I've got one that works. It's fine. I bought two just in case my wife wants to play Diablo with me. But, you know, that's kind of
0: wait. Which which Diablo do you play?
2: Three. Three? Okay. I'm going
0: through two again. And I wisely held off getting four because I knew that the deal was going to
2: go through. And yeah, Diablo four is going to be on Game Pass at some point. So. Well, it's going to be on Game Pass, but you have all of the the usual problems with the live service.
0: Oh, that's the other thing is that once they iron out those problems, because all the problems they've been having has basically been, um, you know, imbalance. And also not, uh, maybe not a, it's not a bug. It's a feature of these. Have you seen people are opening these chests and they keep spewing out gold and they don't stop spewing out gold. (laughs) It's like a, it's like a gold volcano. (laughs) It just won't stop. (laughs) Uh, yeah, but, um, no, I mean, Diablo 2 is perfection. So, anyways, um, everybody but Jordan, we will see you next week.
3: Happy gaming, everyone. Have fun. Be cool. Play games. Yo. Thanks. Right.
2: Yeah, it's fun seeing everybody again. And it was
3: also fun having you back. Yeah, we had to have you
0: for the uh, for this particular episode with the ABK stuff because it's just too industry wide to ignore. We had to get someone yeah. who. Who would be eating and drinking and sleeping the uh, corporate stuff here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I would love to tell you a lot more about that, but I legally cannot. (laughs) Understood. Yeah, well, next week you can tell us all about Jagged
0: Alliance 3, uh, TJ. I promise. Uh, I have so much to say. (laughs) I also finished Midnight Sun, so I have a lot to say about that, too. Ah, Nice. Anyways, uh, see you later. Bye-bye.